still saves, delivers, and heals. How many believe Jesus still heals this morning? Amen. He's a healer. So I want you to get your Bibles open to the book of Psalms, chapter 103. And we're going to give you some words of God this morning to help you understand the plan that God has for you. And his purpose and his will is to heal. That He came, the Bible says, to seek and save that which was lost. How many know that Jesus is the great physician? Amen. He's the great physician. And we are a hospital. That's what the church is supposed to be. The church is supposed to be a hospital. A place where people can come and get healed and get their needs met. We, we don't turn anybody down or anything down because God can do anything. Amen. There's nothing, say nothing, impossible with God. Amen. And so if you came in here this morning with a need, physical, mental, spiritual, financial, I believe and declare, and we've been declaring all week, that by the time you leave, you're going to be different. God's going to heal you. God's going to change you. God's going to deliver you. God's going to set you free. God's going to give you joy. I believe there's some people in here this morning that came in that need some joy. You need joy in your life. And, and, and you're, you, you think there's no hope. You think it's hopeless. But God is going to show you by the time this service is over that there's hope. And that he loves you, amen, with a love that cannot be explained. The reason we believe in miracles and healings and, and the Bible says signs and wonders is because the Bible says it. Paul was preaching, and this isn't in the text. Some, a few verses I'm going to give you today are not to look for. But he said in 1 Corinthians 2, he was talking about how they were preaching the gospel. And he said, I have not come to you, verse 4 I believe it says, with persuasive words. And there's a lot of people who can talk good and, and have good words and are eloquent with their speech. Paul said, I'm not trying to, to show you God's power through my words. He says, I'm coming with a demonstration of the power of God and the Holy Spirit. How many know actions speak louder than words? Is that still true today? That, 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 that what we see is, is more powerful than what we can be told. A, a testimony lived is better than a testimony talked about. A miracle seen is better than a miracle heard of. And so Paul says, we come to show you a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. We had some demonstrations in the first service, and we're going to have some demonstrations in this service that God heals and that he can touch our bodies and do something that, that only God can do. And I, I want to tell you this morning, in just a second, we're going to look at Psalms 103. Actually, let's go ahead and put that up. I want you to understand, my daughter Destiny gave that testimony about her, her job, and she said she got a salary and benefits. Did you know that being a child of God, we have benefits? Amen? If you don't have jobs and benefits in your job, don't worry. you got benefits in God. And God's benefits are better than your job's benefits. Amen. His insurance is better than your insurance. Everything he does is better. Amen. And so look what it says here. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. See? Say, now you know you have benefits. And this, here's the benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, that's your sins, and heals some of your diseases. All. I love that. How many love the word all? Now, the number one miracle that God does in the word and today still is saving people. 
That's the best miracle. We prayed for some people in the first service. We're going to pray for some people in this service that, again, have something physical in their body or, or tormented by a spirit or something. But the greatest miracle is when somebody accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior and their name is written in the Lamb's book of life and they're passed from darkness into light and from hell into heaven, amen, and from separation to relationship with God through Jesus. That's the greatest miracle. But beyond that, he does things physical for us as well. How many don't like pain? Pain is not, pain is not fun. Now, I'm not talking about pain from the gym. Amen. No pain, no gain. But I'm talking about pain in your, in your, in your body, pain in, maybe in your situation, pain in your finances. Pain is not of God. Amen. And so I want to just build up your faith this morning and get you to understand that Jesus is a healer. Now, a lot of people maybe around the world, think healing's not for today. They think that was for Jesus' time, and then the apostles, they preached the gospel in Acts, and it was for that time, but we don't need it today. How many know we need it today? Probably more than they needed it back then. And the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. There's no variance in him. So if he healed in the New Testament, he heals today. If his blood was powerful in the New Testament, his, his blood is powerful today. There's an old song, the blood will never lose its power. Amen. And so God wants us to see healings and miracles. I remember uh, last year uh, I was playing basketball at a 24-hour fitness, and I kind of mentioned that a couple weeks ago in a message. Uh, used kind of some of that as an example. And one of my friends who plays uh, overseas, plays professional basketball, he was playing in France, and we were playing some pickup basketball, and he was just visiting, and he was going back that Saturday to France. His first game was that Saturday, and we're playing, and he went up for a shot, and he came down really bad on his ankle, and he, he, he sprained his ankle bad. And, and, and it was so bad that, I mean, within minutes, it had blown up and into like baseball size, and it was, it was inflamed, and it was swollen, and, and he was in a lot of pain. Um, and as soon as that happened, you know, being at the basketball court, we, we need to see miracles outside of the church too, not just in the church. One of the reasons that I want to do this today and we're going to continue to do this is because, and I'm going to say this right now before I forget it, as we're singing in this second service, I feel like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said to start doing this every first Sunday of the month. How many will believe with me that every first Sunday of the month... Not that we can't pray it any Sunday, but we're specifically going to have the first Sunday of every month that is going to be specifically for you to bring people to church that, that are skeptical, that don't believe. Tell them, say, you don't, you don't believe in God? I dare you to come to my church. You don't believe God can heal? I dare you to come. I don't care if they're a witch. I don't care if they're a sorcerer. I don't care if they're an atheist. I don't care if they're a drug dealer. I don't care what they are. Dare them to come. Will anybody do that with me? Say, we have, this, we have this one service, service Sunday a month where we specifically target miracles. And if you don't believe, just come. And if you leave the same way, then you can go back to your skepticism. But how many know that God will not let them go back the same way they came in? Because when you come into a, a, the presence of God, something happens. So on record, and help me remember that, amen, March, the first Sunday of March, whatever day that is, we're going to believe for miracles again. Because that word greater has been in our spirit. 
Now, the reason we're doing this is because Jesus said, I'll get back to my story in a second. Don't worry, I didn't forget. Jesus said in the Great Commission, he said, these signs will follow the disciples, the pastors, and the evangelists, and the super strong people in God. Is that what it says? He says in Mark 16, those who believe in my name, these signs shall follow. He says they will speak with other tongues. They will cast out demons. Y'all know there's demons? Now, I'm not looking for them everywhere, and they're not in everything. But don't think if there's not a power of God that there's not a power of darkness. Amen. If if there's a, a, a God, there's an enemy. And so those demons exist, but they're under our feet this morning, and they have no authority over us, and I'm not afraid of them. And you shouldn't be afraid of them. He says we can cast out demons. We can speak with other tongues and we can lay our hands on the sick and they might recover. What does it say? They will recover. He wasn't talking to the evangelist. He wasn't talking to the pastor. He was talking to anyone who would believe in his name. The revival that we want to see in this church and in our city is going to happen when we start taking what we learn in here to the streets. When we start praying for the sick at work, when we start praying for the sick at, the, at, at school, when we start praying for the sick at the supermarket, I'm, I was looking for a little bit better response there. Amen. Maybe by, the, by, by March or April we'll get there. Amen. But you think, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. In Jesus' name. And I want us to know that. So, so I'm at this court, and, and, and he hurts his ankle bad, and there's guys everywhere and, and I could have prayed for him later, but the Holy Spirit said, go pray for him right now. I went over to him and put my hand on his foot. And listen, I didn't say, first of all, I didn't say, hold on, time out. I'll be back in 20 minutes. I got to go pray. I got to go fast. Amen. How many know we got to be ready in season and out? We don't get a warning sometimes when we need to pray. We need to be prayed up. That's why the Bible says pray without ceasing. I said, go over and pray. I went over, and I didn't say some long, drawn-out, everybody-look-at-me prayer. I put my hand on his ankle, and I said, in Jesus' name, be whole. That's it. That was a Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember which one. And, and here's, here's why I'm saying this. And I for, forgot to mention this in the first service. Which I'm so thankful for the second one, areas I miss. I prayed for him, and he's a believer. And he loves God. And his parents are missionaries. But I prayed for him, and God healed his ankle miraculously. I'm talking bad sprain, bad. Sometimes a sprain's worse than a break. Pulls tendons and, and blood vessels break, and it's bad. And it was super swollen. And he had to get on a plane a day or two later to fly to France. I mean, no, that's not good for blood clots and all kinds of stuff. I prayed for him, and he sent me a picture that his ankle, the next day or the day after, was absolutely, totally healed. And that Saturday night, he played in a professional basketball game and scored a whole bunch of points on his healed ankle. Ankles don't heal in two days, church. It's physically impossible. How many know a miracle is something man can't do? And, And here's the cool thing. He told me that he told his mom that I had told him that God was gonna heal him. And, and, and she was skeptical, being a missionary. And when God healed her, him, his own mom said, I remember him telling me, 
This is the thing I forgot to say in the first. His own mom said, we had gotten to a place where we had started to believe that miracles were not for today. And so God used that, that sprained ankle and that boy to tell his missionary parents that Jesus still heals. Somebody say that with me this morning. Jesus still Come on, Jesus still heals. He still heals. Amen. And it's our right, that thing said, it's our right and our privilege. This isn't in the, in the, in the screen, but Exodus 15, 26 says, I am the Lord that heals you. And that's where the word Jehovah Rapha comes from. God has many names, amen? Jehovah Jireh, for example, is, is his, he's our provider. Jehovah Rapha in Hebrew is he's our healer. If God is those things, then why don't we walk in that and accept that and believe that? Why aren't we walking with all the benefits that God has for us this morning? How many of you know that as a citizen of a country, you have benefits, you have rights, you have things that, that are automatically yours by being born in that country, right to vote, right to do this, right to do that, and a lot of rights and benefits we don't even exercise. It's the same way in the church. We have all these benefits and we don't exercise them. We don't take advantage of them, and healing is a big one. God wants us to walk healed this morning, amen? Now, we can be healed, here's why, because we're believing God's word. It's, it's not anything we can do. We are taking God at his word. Psalms 107 verse 20 tells us that. It says, we, sorry, he sent his word. Okay, we're going to keep this up there. He sent his word. The Bible says in the New Testament that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the Bible says he sent his word. How many know that you have to take someone's word for something sometimes? I'll take his word for it. I'll take her word for it because you, you have to. We have to take God at his word. Because it stood the test of time. And it says, and he delivered them. Sorry, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Healed them and delivered them from their destructions. You know, there's a lot of, uh, of, of uh, people who are walking in sickness and disease and, and uh, maybe even in churches where, where they don't have the opportunity to be prayed for. And, and this is what causes excitement in a church where someone can come in and say, you know what, I, I came in last week dis, d discouraged, I came in last week depressed, I came in with an addiction, I came in with a marital problem, and God healed me. And then we know that God is real, not just, not just words, but actions. Actions speak louder than words. But God's word starts the action. Amen. God's word starts the action. I want to give you three important verses this morning from the book of the Old Testament and the New that all walk together and work together about healing. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5 says this. Surely he has borne our griefs. Another word for that is sickness. Now, as I'm reading this, I want you to understand I am teaching you the privilege and the benefit that you have through the word of God. He, we have to understand that whatever sickness you might have right now, whatever ailment in your body, whatever disease, whatever uh, financial problem, whatever marital problem, whatever uh, problem in your past, whatever situation you're facing, Jesus took that on the cross. Jesus took that on the cross. Everything, all of it. 
That's what this verse is saying. Isaiah is prophesying about Jesus coming and says he carried our sorrows, our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Watch this. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, or in other words, punishment or price, I should say, of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, by his stripes, we are healed. Doesn't say we might be healed. Doesn't say we could possibly be healed. It says we are healed, and this is what I need you to understand. It's already done. It's already done. When, when we are healed and something miraculous happens in our body, it's not that Jesus just did it. It's that he already did it, but we applied it. We accepted it. We put it into place. We, we spoke it into existence. We, we, did, we, we practiced what God was speaking because it is already done. And it was prophesied, you know, healing's not new. I said Exodus 15's all the way back in the beginning of the Bible. Healing's always been around. God's will is to heal. It's God's will to heal. For us to walk in wholeness, for us to walk in, in, in liberty, for us to walk in dominion. And it goes on to say there in the next verse, sorry, in Matthew 8, 17, this is the prophecy fulfilled. So we, we've, we've been over this before. The Old Testament is the New Testament what? concealed and the new testament is the old testament revealed and so the old testament will speak to what's going to come in the new and the new testament says this is the fulfillment of the old testament and matthew 8 17 says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses he did not just die on the cross for our sins. He died on the cross for our depression. He died on the cross for our anger. He died on the cross for our unforgiveness. He died on the cross for AIDS. He died on the cross for cancer. He died on the cross for migraines. He died on the cross for any sickness that you can be facing. He took it all on him, and that was all that weight was on his shoulders and on his body, and it says he bore that for us. It's already been paid for. Has anybody ever gone to pay for something and somebody told you it's taken care of? There's been a few times, very few, but a few times, amen, I've been in a restaurant and somebody else has been in the restaurant that I know and we went to pay and they said, someone already got your ticket. How many know that's a good day? That'll make any bad day go good, amen? Jesus already paid your price. He already paid the price for whatever miracle you need this morning. And you have to believe that. And then we see this third verse that's very important in 1 Peter 2.24. It says, who himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the tree. That's the cross. That we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. And here you see the verse again for the third time. How many of you know three is a witness? For the third time. Who, by whose stripes you are healed. You're healed. When he took those lashings on his back, he was taking them for our healing. He was taking them for our pains. There's some people in here who have been through some horrible things. 
You've had some horrible things happen to you. Things that aren't fair. Things that don't make sense. Painful things that you are carrying. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You're carrying pain that is not yours to carry. You are carrying a cross of pain that Jesus did not intend for you to carry. He needs you to let that go and let that burden be placed on him because he already took that on the cross for you. And it's not your place to carry it. It's your place to be free. He says, all who are heavy laden and burdened, come to me and I'll give you rest. We need to lean on what he did on the cross for us. So what do we need to do? Say, we, th- we, we hear these verses. We say, okay, Jesus already did, did this for me. What do I need to, need, do, do, what I need to do? I mean, no, we need to do something. We need to do something. Something has to, action has to take place. And there's a great story in Matthew chapter 8, that same chapter we just read out of, verses 5 to 10 that I want you to look at. What do we need to do to be healed? This is one of the... I could have chose many stories, and obviously if we do this on the first Sunday of the month, there'll be more stories that you'll hear of healing because Jesus healed. But Jesus heals. How many are thankful it's not Jesus healed? Not past tense, but Jesus heals. Now, just to help some people out, how many of you in this place this morning have ever been healed from something? Let me see your hands. Look around. Look at all the people who've been healed of something. And here's the good news. By the time this service is over, you'll be able to raise your hand too because you're going to be healed as well. Amen. Jesus wants to heal you because he still heals. In this story, there's a powerful uh, uh, thing we need to look at here. And it's verse 5. It says, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion man came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed. And watch this. Dreadfully tormented. Dreadfully tormented. This is a physical ailment that is tormenting him. But listen, there's a lot of people who don't have physical ailments but are tormented in their spirits. Not God's will. Not God's will. And Jesus says, and this was the verse I sent out this morning for for anybody that gets the verse. And if you don't get the verse, come talk to me and I want to get you a daily verse every morning so that you can wake up with the verse that will get you thinking. And this morning we talked about how Jesus saw them and the need and he was moved with compassion and he healed them all. And in this verse here, Jesus says, I'll come to him. As this centurion says, my servant is paralyzed and hurting. And Jesus says, I'll come to him. Jesus is willing to heal you this morning. Jesus is willing to come into your life and do a work. But watch this. Watch what this centurion does. It's so powerful. He answers and says, Lord, verse 8, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. Watch this. But if you'll speak a word, if you'll speak a word, this is part of, of what happens in a church service when God is moving and the Holy Spirit is here. The word is spoken And God speaks a word through whoever's preaching, and it touches our hearts. And something happens. He says, if you'll just speak a word, my servant will be healed. He says, you don't even have to go. Just say it. Just speak a word. Because he says this. This is important. He says, I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. And I say to this servant, do this, and he does it. And so he says, I understand what the spoken word means. 
Some of us need to understand that that word spoken this morning is already in action. All we got to do is grab onto it. His healing power is here. All we have to do is tap into it. He wants to heal you. All I have to do is believe and receive. That's all you have to do. And so Jesus, I love this, Jesus is marveled, verse 10. How many want to marvel Jesus with your faith? Amen. And says, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. He was astounded by this man's faith. Jesus, you don't have to go. Just speak the word. Speak the word. And, I'll, and my servant will be whole. Maybe you're praying for somebody who's not here today. Maybe you're praying for a loved one, a family member, a co-worker. Maybe you're praying for yourself, but you've got someone in your mind, your spirit, and you're saying, God, touch that person. Touch that person. Heal that person. If you'll, if you'll have this kind of faith, God will touch that person. God will touch that person. I, I had a word in the first service that God was touching someone's husband as we were praying, and I felt it. I felt it strong that God was touching that person. Because watch what happens in verse 13. As Jesus saw that faith and that man spoke, Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, watch this, and as you have believed. This is important. Stop there and look at me for just a second before I finish that. God will heal you according to your belief. I can believe for you, but you must believe for yourself. Every time Jesus healed somebody in the Bible, he said, your faith has made you whole. Have to believe. Doubt is a faith killer. Doubt is a miracle killer. It stops the anointing. God needs faith. He needs us to believe. What does he need us to believe? His word that's already spoken. Now, I want to give you an example this morning. I wasn't sure if I was going to share it or not, but now I feel led to at this moment of the message about we need to believe regardless of how we feel. A lot of people don't see miracles because they're going by feeling. One of the hardest things in the world to do, as, a, as for example, as a pastor or a preacher or an evangelist or somebody who's trying to see God move in their lives is to pray for other people when you're sick. To believe for somebody else when you're sick and ailing with something. To, to believe for, you know, it's easy for you to believe somebody else is healing physically because they're not, you're not feeling their pain. But when you feel the pain in your own body, it's a little harder. And, and I remember being in Costa Rica and, 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 and people would come to the altars at services and they would come down all the time, and it seemed like every single service, there would be at least one person who would help be holding their stomach. They'd have their hand on their stomach, and they'd be praying. And I'd go pray for them. I'd say, what do you, what do you, what, what's wrong? And they'd say, I have gastritis. It's a, gastritis is a big, I, I, we have it here too, but it's a big problem in Costa Rica. It's the swelling of your stomach. Your stomach actually swells. And lots of people have it. And so it seemed like constantly people would be praying for that and so I, I, or coming forward for prayer, and I'd pray for them. And, 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 and God, God would heal people sometimes, and sometimes he wouldn't. But one, at one point in, in the time we were down there, I got gastritis. I had it myself. And, and, and I believe that God allowed me to have that sickness for a while 
so that I could have compassion on the people who were coming forward. And, and, and then when I prayed for them, knowing what that felt like, I had a whole different passion for them. Is anybody hearing me? I'm talking about a, a feeling of a knife going through your stomach to your back. It's painful, painful, painful. And then God eventually healed me of it. But I remember many times as they were coming forward, and then it's things shifted. I had gastritis. They had gastritis. But I had faith for them, and they had faith for themselves, and they got healed, and I still had it. Many times I prayed for people while I was still sick with that, with that infirmity, and they got healed. So I, I was b- believing for them because of what God's word says, not because of what I felt. We'll never see the power of God move if we go by our feelings alone. Feelings are great. There, there's, there are times when, when we come in here and we can feel the presence of God like, a, like you can cut it with a knife. You feel the anointing. There, there was a couple times in the first service where I was praying for people and I could feel the power of God in my hands. But there's other times that I don't feel it. But it doesn't mean God's not healing. Because God doesn't move by feelings. God moves by action and by belief and by his word. By his word, amen? If you believe him at his word. And that's what that centurion said. He said, I, I, I believe if you'll just speak a word, he'll be healed. And that's what happened. We're going to close in Acts chapter 3 if you'll go there real quick because there's a very important element to this. We must believe. We must believe his word. Here's the key. Healing comes by one name and one name alone. Can somebody shout out that name? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's no other name, the Bible says, in which man can be saved. There's no other name in which man can be healed. The Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, verse 1, says they're going into the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, which would have been about 3 o'clock. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. And Peter and John were about to go into the temple, and him seeing Peter and John asked for alms. Watch this. And fixing his eyes on him. See, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. We need to get our eyes on the healer this morning because he's here. Fixing his eyes on him with John. Peter said, look at us. Look at us. So he gave them his attention. And expecting to receive something from them. See, there's a lot of people in the world today that are looking for something from the world and what you get from the world can't change you. You know what he was doing? He was looking that day for something to eat and what, 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 what he thought Peter was pulling out was money. He thought Peter was going to give him something for his, for his food. And listen, whatever he gave him would have lasted till the next day and the next day he'd have been needy again. And his need wouldn't have been met. 
he basically said, son, listen, you're, you're looking for the wrong thing. If I give you money, and I don't believe that Peter didn't have money. When he says silver and gold, have I none? He, he wasn't necessarily saying, I don't have money to give to you. He was basically saying, if I give you money, you'll be hungry again tomorrow. But what I do have will change your life. What I do have will change your situation. Instead of me giving you money so you can come out here and beg again tomorrow and get money from somebody else, he says, rise up and walk. How many know healing is better than money? Money will go away. Alcohol and drugs will go away. Relationships will go away. All the things the world gives us to numb our, our pain will go away. But the healing of Jesus Christ is forever. Amen. He says, what I do have to you, what I do have, I give to you. Listen, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankles, bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and into the temple with him. And walking, leaping and praising God. See, when people get healed, people praise God. They lift up the name of the Lord. They say, this is God and nobody else can do it. God, get your glory. Amen. Receive the glory for this. And so it's in the name of Jesus. And I close with this thought before we pray. Look at verse 16. Here's the key. And his name, say that name again with me, Jesus. His name, Jesus, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. See, they began to look at him. They began to look at James and Peter and think, or John, uh, John and Peter. Who was it? Who did I read? John and Peter, thank you. They began to look at John and Peter as them doing something for him. They put their eyes on them as men in those, in those next verses. He said, no, 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 no. Get your eyes off of us. I'm, I'm just the messenger. It's, I'm just telling you who Jesus is. He says, it's not in our name. It's in his name that has made this man strong, whom you see and now know. And the faith which comes through him has given this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Faith in his name. It's through the name of Jesus, of Nazareth, that people are healed. People are delivered and people are saved. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? As we pray this morning, we know we don't have to say, Lord, please do something this morning. We have to say, Lord, we expect you to do something this morning because your word is written and your word cannot lie. And we believe in your word. God's going to touch some hearts. God's going to touch some bodies. God's going to touch some minds. God's going to touch some spirits. God's going to release some things. Did you come to believe? Did you come to receive? Did you come to accept and receive what God has for you? Because if you believe, God will do something great. But you must believe in that name. Is it God's will to heal me today? Yes. Yes, it is God's will. Is he willing? Yes, he's willing. Does he want to? Yes. Does he have compassion for you? Yes. All of the above. Just connect your faith with his word, and he'll do something miraculous. But before we pray for anything physical, 
The most important miracle this morning is your salvation. The most important miracle is somebody saying, I need Jesus. We had several people give their lives to Jesus in the first service, and that was the greatest miracle. Those were the greatest miracles. They were better than any physical manifestation because they were eternal. If you're here this morning, how many would say, I'm not saved? I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church. I'm not asking you if you're religious. I'm not asking you if you believe in God. I'm asking you, have you been born again? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ and said, Lord, I know I was born once into sin, but now I need to be born again in the Spirit, and I believe Jesus took my place on the cross. I'm separated from God because of my sin, and this morning I accept Jesus, but you've never done that. How many would say, that's me? Just lift your hand all over this place and put it back down. I want to pray for you this morning. Jesus wants to do the greatest miracle, which is to take a lost soul and give them salvation and give them hope. How many? All over this place, I'm not saved. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you're running from the Lord. Maybe you knew the Lord as a young child or uh, uh, 10 years ago, and you're running away. Hey, man, I see your hand. It's time to come home today. It's time to say, Lord, yesterday's over. Today's a new day. I'm going to make it right. How many more would say, that's me? I need to get right. God's married to the backslider. Amen. Pray for those people this morning. Amen. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to I shift into a different prayer this morning. And I want to pray for the needs that are here because Jesus still heals. There's two things that I want to do. The first thing I want to do is I believe wholeheartedly that from the time you walk through the door, there's somebody here that from you, when you walked through the door or while you were in here worshiping or while I was preaching God's word, you were healed of something. You have no doubt something happened. I believe that. Nothing, something happened. You came in with a, with a need. You came in with a, a pain. You came in with a, a depression. You came in with something that was ailing you. And during this time that you've been here, God has done something. And right now, as I say that in your spirit, you are, you are saying, that's me. God has done something. I want you to raise your hand. Amen. I see your hand. I see your hand. How many more? He's, he's done something, I see your hand, since I walked in this building today. If that's you, I want you, I'm going to ask you to stand up and come down here real quick. You raised your hand. God's done something since you got here. Come share real quick. We're doing this because this is what, this is what raises faith. Because this was my prayer all week. My prayer was before I even prayed for anybody that while we were worshiping, while we were hearing the word, God would already do a miracle. And one of the most important reasons for that is because we as people tend to look at people. And this is nothing that has to do with me. I do believe and I believe that God gives us the gift of healing. And I believe that I do function in gifts of the Holy Spirit and I do want to function in them more. But I also believe that that we need proof that God heals without us anybody laying our hands on him. And that's why I prayed this prayer. What did God do for you since you got here? Migraine's gone. I had a migraine when I got here this morning, and it's completely gone. And you've been having those for a long time. Every time I come to church with a migraine by the end of the service, it's just gone. Every time. 
We need to pray this morning that's never coming back. Would you extend your hands? Father, right now, in Jesus' name, it's not there right now, but we speak to this spirit of migraine, whatever causes it. And Lord God, as I'm praying for her, Lord, your hand is touching her body. And you know what it is. And demonic spirit of darkness, I speak to you now. And I command you to loose your hands off of her body. That, Lord, there is a touch that you're doing in her head right now. And, Lord, you are reversing, God, whatever causes that migraine. Lord, let this be the last day she ever has a migraine. Lord, God, let that pain never come back in her head again, Father. In Jesus' name, we command it to be done. And we thank you, Lord, that she will have the peace of God that passes all understanding come upon her right now, God. Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, let something be affirmed now in her spirit that she is being delivered of this problem right now, Father. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You believe it's done? I do too. Amen. God sees your faith. Amen. Oh, I've been getting migraines for like two months, like to the point where they make me throw up. And like I wake up with one every single day. And this morning I woke up with one. Then the second service, like it's just gone. Like there's no pressure, no nothing. Let's pray the same thing for her. Extend your hands. Father, it is not your will. God, and I have compassion for that. Just like I did for, for gastritis. Jesus, touch her. Father, touch her. Jesus, remove not only her migraine, God, but remove the worries. Lord, the worries, the burdens. Joeli, God says the burdens that you carry are not yours. They're not yours. You carry at a, at a very young age way too many burdens in your mind. And God says you cannot fix what is broken around you. I'm fixing it. I'm working. I'm working on your behalf. But I need you to release this to me. I need you to release your family to me. I need you to release your loved ones to me. Because I see your faithfulness. I see how you set yourself apart. And you speak life over them and nothing happens. But I'm hearing your prayers. And I'm working in ways that you cannot see. But regardless of what you see, I need you to release these burdens to me this morning because my burden is light. My yoke is easy. And one of the reasons those migraines are coming is because you're carrying too much of a burden. And God says, release it to me now. Release it to me now. And you'll never have a migraine again. Walk in my peace this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, for the work that you're doing. And I thank you for the fruit that we're going to see of it. And, Lord, you have given this young lady a joy and a smile, God, that is contagious. And I pray that, devil, you cannot steal that from her. Give it back, God, ten times more this morning, Father, in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it, Father. Amen. Amen. That's not coming back. Okay, you release it, let it go. Amen. Susan? <clears throat> I've been fighting a lot with uh, 
spirit of depression. And I believe while worshiping, I, God lifted off, that off of me. So. Yes. Amen. Anybody who's fighting depression, come up here real quick. You're bad. This isn't an embarrassing thing. This is, there's, pe- there's people fighting depression. And, and one of the worst things is to stay back and, and keep allowing it to be in your life. It's a, it's, a, it's a demonic force of darkness. It's not of God. Amen. Come over here. Amen. Amen. It's not of God. And if God did it for her, he can do it for you. Amen. He can set you free. Anybody else? Depression. Thoughts of suicide. Those come along with depression. Thoughts that I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm not good enough. Causes that depression. I've made too many mistakes. I've failed too many times. Amen. Yes, absolutely. You can do a stand-in if you want to for somebody. Speak the word. Amen. Do I have any faith in here this morning? That God can touch these people and, and break these chains off right now. Amen. 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 Let's pray for them. Just extend your hands. Father, we speak to the spirit of suicide, depression. We bind you, spirit, in Jesus' name. We pray for the spirit of joy to come upon these people. These are your children. God, these are your children this morning, Father. You love them. And Lord, you carried that depression on the cross. For them, as, as, as God's touching you this morning, something's breaking. Something's releasing. Release this morning. Amen. I need to say something. Keep praying. I need to say something to, to all of you here and possibly somebody else listening. This is part of this. You need to forgive. God cannot break your spirit of depression off of you and heal you unless you forgive. As you're standing there and maybe you're back here and you need a touch in your body, you need a miracle, you're not forgiving. If you have unforgiveness in your heart this morning, I want you to say, God, I I need help. I can't forgive on my own, but I'm going to forgive right now. I'm going to loose this. I'm going to release this. I'm going to let it go. Maybe you don't even know who you have unforgiveness. You might know right away. I might have said that, and a face came into your mind. Or you might just know there's a bitterness in your heart, and you don't know who it's towards, but you need to release that person right now. You need to say, devil, I loose that, that, that bondage you have over my life, and I forgive that person who has hurt me this morning, and I and I, and I accept forgiveness from God as God has forgiven me. I will forgive others in the name of Jesus. I'm believing with you right now that you're praying that, that you're forgiving that person. You're forgiving those people this morning because unforgiveness is a hindrance and a barrier to God's healing. Father, release them this morning, God. Release them this morning in Jesus' name. You are not hurting that person. That person is hurting you. You are a prisoner in your own prison. Release it today. And God will bring a joy upon you that only God can give. A a power of the Holy Spirit that only He can release. 
Father, we declare right now that by your stripes we are healed and delivered of depression, Father. And I pray right now that the joy of the Lord would be our strength. And God, just as Susan was healed during praise and worship, you would heal these precious people right now and never again, in Jesus' name, never again will these thoughts come into their minds. I receive, I want you to begin to say, I receive the joy of the Lord this morning. I receive the hand of God on my life. I receive miracles. I receive deliverance. I receive healing in my mind right now. In Jesus' name, for those that are standing in for somebody, we bind the spirit of depression right now. In Jesus' name. And we loose the power of joy. And we loose the power of understanding. We loose the power of peace. Peace. Be still in the lives of these women and these men this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want us to sing something, whatever is right there, for just a moment. I want us to stay in an attitude of praise and worship. And I want as we begin to worship, I want, I want you to begin to thank God for his healing over whatever it is you're praying for this morning. We're going we're gonna to do a mass prayer right now. Just keep your eyes closed. Just stay in worship. You can stand. You can sit. Whatever you want to do. There's power in worship. There's power in prayer. Release it to God. Release it to the Lord. This morning, just begin to worship him. Just begin to worship him. Just begin to thank him for his goodness. Just begin to thank him for his healing power. Just begin to thank him for the blood that he shed on the cross for your sins this morning. We thank you, Jesus, for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your spirit this morning.
action, action. Lord, at your word, at your word, at your word. There's a river of living water at this altar this morning. Just step out and say, God, by the time I get there, my miracle's going to happen. to the prayer church. His presence is here. His presence is here. It's just, just, just worship him. Just be thankful that he's here with us this morning.
church, just speak his word. Lord, I speak your word over every situation. I speak your word over every sickness. I speak your word over every depression. I speak your word over every financial situation this morning. Lord, I speak your word over every marriage that's being destroyed and fought and attacked by the enemy. Lord, I speak your word over the backslider this morning. God, that they'd come home this morning, that they'd come back to their first love. Oh, Jesus, we believe, we believe there's nothing impossible for you this morning. There's no problem too great that you cannot cover, that you cannot heal, that you cannot change this morning, Father. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time, let's lift our hands all over this place. Let's shout it out and let's believe that anything can happen this morning in Jesus' name. amazing I know you already know that but the first service was not limited to but mostly physical almost everything was physical and in this service there was a lot of emotional healing and that's kind of how the, how the Holy Spirit led it amen but isn't it amazing how, how God can direct those people that got healed during the service and, and then it's all about him and then we just agree amen because that's one of the things I, I feel like I've always, always been afraid of is, is I know God wants to use me, but I don't want to, to be too involved so it doesn't look like it's me. So I love when he does that. He gets all the glory, amen, and, and just, just vessels. But what would happen if we'd go out of this place and we would believe that song, Anything Can Happen, and we'd be at work and we'd see someone that's got a migraine and say, let me just pray for you right now. Can I just pray for you? Got someone who's talking about their marital problems or they're depressed. Can I just pray for you? You don't have to act weird. You don't have to pray in tongues out loud and scare them to death. You can just lay your hands on them, amen, and, and just simply just say, Lord, touch them. 
And from the time you spent with God and from believing in his word, he'll do a miracle in one second. More than you can conjure up by yelling and screaming. And, and I know there's times for that, amen. If, if you're being attacked, you got to fight back. But that simple touch, and someone knows that's Jesus that touched me. Amen. There is one more miracle that happened that Keisha wants to share. Physical. I'm going to try to get through this without sobbing. Okay. So a week before we did our 21-day fast, uh, I went to the hospital and they found a blockage in one of my arteries in my heart. And I said, I'm not going to go. They wanted, and they also told me I needed surgery on my arm, which was ridiculous. Laura, through the power of Jesus, healed my arm. My arm's completely fine. But, um, <laughs> but um, so, you know, they said, you have to go see the cardiologist the next day. You have to go. I said, you know what? We're about to start this fast. I'm not going to go until a few weeks after the fast because I believe that I'm going to be healed. And so it's been a week, about a week since the fast. My appointment's in two weeks from now. But as we were praying up here, I was standing in for a family member that has depression. But as I was praying... If, you, if you've ever had a blockage in your artery, it feels like there's constantly just a little pressure, a little pressure in your chest. That pressure went away. It's gone. It's gone completely. So I'll let y'all know in two weeks. I know it's gone. I know it's completely gone, but I'll show y'all in two weeks. I'll bring a picture or something for a testimony when I go to the appointment. Praise the Lord. That, that's what the action does. The action of, of saying, I'm going to believe and I'm going to trust. And I know sometimes it sounds foolish with doctors and, and I know we have to be wise, but God called us to be radical and to take him at his word. And I'd rather believe the report of the Lord than the report of a doctor any day. Amen. And doctors, thank God for doctors. God send us some doctors in his place. Amen. That they can confirm the miracles. We love doctors. Doctors are great. God, doctors are used by God, but but God has the old, he's the ultimate physician. Amen. And he does what nobody else can do. And that will be, be affirmed. Michael, where you at, Michael? Michael just got healed this week. He shared it on Wednesday of, of his lungs, one third, no, your lungs only being at 75% capacity. He's been, he smoked for 40 years. God, God, can, God can fix the past and heal it. For 40 years, he had lung problems. He has breathing breathing treatments and all this stuff. And he went to the doctor, and he was set, only 75% of his lungs were working. And he got prayed for and got healed and went back. And now it's 101%, which is more than 100. Amen? So God is a miracle-working God. Right before we leave, right before we're dismissed, I don't want anybody to leave without feeling like they got prayed for for what they had is anybody in pain here still? I Still got any pain at all in your body? Anywhere? A little pit, okay? Come on forward. Pray for you. Anybody else? Maybe maybe it's not pain. In the first service, we had a lady who, who I believe is healed. She just hasn't had the manifestation yet. She hasn't smelt for 13 years. That's a bad thing not to have, right? Hasn't smelt for 13 years. She's had two surgeries. And I want to say this at this point. There's two things I have on my last page of my notes, which is faith nuggets for me. And one is that God sometimes heals in stages. He does. He, he heals in stages. 
Yeah, you pray for her in a second because you have heart condition. Okay? When, when, when someone has healed us of something that somebody else has, we have a faith for it. And so sometimes it's in stages. And, the, you know, Jesus healed those lepers. And, and the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. As they went. And only one of them came back. And I believe that some of those lepers lost their um, blessing and their miracle because they did not continue to believe and thank God for that miracle. So it's progressive. Sometimes you get a prayer and something happens, and then later on nothing happens, and, and you think nothing happened. And then down the road, uh, there was a story of a lady who had had a stroke, and she got prayed for at the service, and, and she left in pain, and everybody probably thought nothing happened. And two months later, she was totally, absolutely healed with no pain in her body, but it didn't manifest at that moment. So if we believe what God's word says, that lady in the first service is healed. She's going to smell. I'm not going to be at all surprised when she comes and testifies that she's smelling more than she wants to smell. And she's smelling that skunk that she says she can't smell. Amen. And I have no doubt that, she, that you're never going to have a trouble breathing again. I have no doubt that those migraines aren't going to come back. And I have no doubt what God does, he does perfect. But I just want to pray for any of you who have pain in your body. Which part? You're back, okay? Did, did you did you come in for somebody? Okay. What's she in the chair for? She have okay. Just need to sit down. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Weak. Okay. She's had all kinds of lies from the devil about her heart. She actually had a heart attack when she was giving birth to her her son or daughter for a daughter. So let's extend our hands. And Keisha, since you're right there, I want you to pray for her. And Lord, we take authority over this heart. Lord, you gave her that heart. You formed that heart. And we ask you to do surgery right now. We ask you to remove any pain. And Lord, for those that don't know, this is a woman who used to run track. God, give her the ability to run again to run again. Lord, restore what the devil has stolen from her, Father. Lord, give back to her what the enemy has taken from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Do heart surgery right now, God, as we believe you just did on Keisha. God, unclog what needs to be unclogged. Reconnect what needs to be reconnected. Cut out what needs to be cut out, God. Give her a new heart. You said in your word you'd give us a heart of flesh talking about a new life spiritually. Lord, give her a new heart of flesh physically. Do something that is going to astound the doctors as you did with Michael this week, Father. The doctor said, we don't understand. Lord, for your glory and your honor and your praise, now, Father, heal her and give her energy to run out of this place this morning, to not be dizzy and to not struggle with this anymore. And we declare it as done, that there'd be an outward manifestation of your healing right now. And Father, we pray for all the physical ailments now in this place, wherever they are, for back pain, God. Lord, for shoulder pain, Father, for whatever we're ailing with, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Touch her back now, God. Heal her. Touch that spine, God. Touch that column. Touch the discs, Father. Lord, restore back which is broken, those things that are out of place. Put them in place right now. 
In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, the mighty healer, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God, we pray against pain that nobody would leave this place in pain this morning. In Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. Father, touch this rib right now. Heal it. Heal it miraculously. Take the pain away, God. Heal it. In Jesus' name, we bind and curse the spirit of pain. And Lord, whatever sickness is left in this place, we command it to go back to hell where it belongs. Go in seven directions this morning, Father. And Lord, we'll be able to walk out of this place and testify of the power of the living God. Oh, we thank you that nobody is going to leave the same way they came in this morning. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. Amen. Pastor Kirk, would you come close us out? And as he comes, once you get your testimony, please come tell us. We've been believing that this year we'd have a testimony in every service. Every single service, someone would testify. Whenever you go back to the doctor, the same with you, it'll be written. Amen. And remember what I said there. Don't go by feelings. I, I didn't have time to give another testimony of mine about my foot. I was healed of a broken foot, and it took four days, five days. But bones don't heal in four or five days. It was totally Jesus, but he was, he was causing me to believe in his word and not how I felt and what I saw, which was really bad. Amen. But when God speaks his word, we take him as his word. And the Bible said, what was Abraham credited to for righteousness? His faith. So, so even if he didn't heal you, your faith which he did, but even if he didn't heal you physically, you got healed spiritually and had a and had a paching up in heaven in your bank account because you believed and you said, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not going to the doctor to talk this fast. And you immediately were healed in the spirit because of your faith. That's that's what God is looking for, the faith more than the manifestation. And that I'm gonna believe whether he heals me or not, but he does. Amen. Pastor Kirk closes up.